Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week, baby, as we are setting the tone for the whole week moving forward. Carpe Dianisms all over this place is what it's all about. Welcome into it, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, it's always wonderful to have you along for the ride. Your Millennial General reporting for you. Do we need need to go down this road again today? Do we really have to? I don't want to. Do we really have to talk about this crap today? We'll get into it in just a minute. Dr. Doug Newton, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, Andy. Why is he so upset? Why does he don't not want to talk about? What doesn't he want to talk about? Dr. Doug Newton will be on the program, bottom of this hour. He's a mental health expert, Sondermind.com, and in-network at Mental Health Care for Online Support, talking about back-to-school anxiety for children, depression, the fear, the paranoia, the depression, the anxiety of returning back to school for that fall semester. We'll talk with him on how we can ease some of those mental health strains getting back into it. Little voice of reason, actually. She went to do her, uh, set up her classroom, put stuff in her locker today to meet her new teacher, to get all set up and ready. She starts school officially tomorrow, and I know she is extremely excited. Well, she's she says she's not excited, but I know she is. She's ready for volleyball this year. She is ready to see her friends again, and she's a little intimidated because she's like, I think this is going to be a really hard year. I think it's going to be really tough stuff to learn, and she's going into the fourth grade, so I'm like, yeah, it it is going to be a little bit tougher, but you've been preparing. You did a fantastic job in the third grade, and you're going to rock the fourth grade, so dominate it, baby girl. Make this happen. I'm really proud and excited for her, and I'm really sad. Because I can't believe she's going into the fourth grade already. But she went officially into the school, met her teacher, got all set up. She has a big person locker now. So now she can get all set up with her legit. She could fit in her locker now, which don't tell that to all the bullies out there. But she can fit in that locker. It's so big now with her getting into the fourth grade, man. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. So we'll talk about back to school here in just a little bit. uh, Talking about anxiety, depression, and bullying with Dr. Doug Newton. Let uh, Do we have to? We got so much to talk about today, and of course we get distracted by this kind of crap, but let's get into what's trending today. What do you say? What's trending today? I mean, we can't not talk about it because it is big news, and I think this one out of all of them is the most important one out of all the indictments that Donald Trump has seen so far. Not for the reason that you think. Not because they actually have a legitimate case, not because they're going to go after, you know, this could see Donald Trump in jail for 700 years is what they're trying to say if he gets convicted on all these charges. That's, that's what they say. It's not going to happen. It is a an extremely important case, and we need to understand why. First and foremost, for those that don't know, this is the fourth official indictment against former President Donald Trump. After number one, the New York indictment for allegedly falsifying business records against Stormy Daniels. That one's kind of fallen to the wayside. No one cares about that one any longer, but it was an official indictment. Number two, a federal indictment in the state of Florida and the city of Miami over the presidential records with the raiding of Mar-a-Lago. 
Again, we're trying to keep track of all these here. Number three, the federal indictment that just happened last week in Washington, D.C. over the January 6th issues. And now this one out of Fulton County, Georgia, with District Attorney Fannie Willis. Yes, her name is Fannie. Indicted former President Donald Trump and 18 different lawyers, aides and supporters of the Trump administration in the state of Georgia on Monday night for their efforts to challenge the 2020 presidential election results. As they officially came out and said, you have to turn yourself in by Friday or else. The indictment, as is the normal process in Georgia law, the, ju- the grand jury issued arrest warrants for those who are charged. I am giving the defendants the opportunity to voluntarily surrender no later than noon on Friday. I've realized that apparently now, unlike what Democrats have been able to do for years, unlike what any really presidential candidate has been able to do for years, is you're no longer, here's the lesson for you now, you're no longer allowed to challenge presidential elections ever. You're not allowed to. If you've lost an election, if they say you've lost an election, you're not allowed to challenge it. You can't question You can't file lawsuits. You can't expose any type of corruption that happened. Now, again, I've said many times on this program that was there voter fraud? Was there some type of voter shenanigans? Yes, there was. We know without a doubt that there was. The question is how much? And was it enough to actually overturn an election? That we don't know. But we know that voter rolls are inaccurate in states. We know that people are able to vote multiple places and multiple times in numerous different states. We know that they don't do po- uh, probable uh, the the best type of probable verification for people in certain states, either with registration or with people turning out to the polls or with drop boxes or with mail-in ballots. We know that there is some type of shenanigans in many, many places. But it's hard to prove, number one. And number two, was it enough to actually overturn the election in those areas? That is the big question. And no one other than Donald Trump and his administration and his people have said, yes, absolutely, we know for a fact that that's the case. But this all hinges on the phone call that was made to the Secretary of State down in the state of Georgia after the 2020 presidential election. Now, my big question for this is, is that if... You don't like what Donald Trump's doing, which is challenging the election and actually taking it to a step of trying to go into the lawsuits, trying to challenge them, actually trying to actively do something that you believe that happened and trying to rectify that situation. Number one, that kind of demotes the whole January 6th uh, indictment number three that happened last week in Washington, D.C. That says, well, he was just lying about all of it just so he can try and stop the election from happening, take it all away and just get back into power. Uh, Because their entire argument is that he knowingly knew that it was not a steal. So that way he could rile people up to go and actually invade the Congress. When obviously that's not the case, when we saw numerous different lawsuits from the Trump administration trying to challenge the election results. We've seen the phone call and heard about the phone call from Donald Trump to the Secretary of State in the state of Georgia. We knew without a doubt that he believed 110% that he thought the election was stolen and was rigged in some way, shape, or form. So the moral of this story now, which is one of the reasons why we need to be extremely worried and concerned about this indictment, is you are no longer allowed to challenge any election results. Once the election results are done, you just end it. You shut your face. You don't talk about it any longer, period, end of story. You don't bring it up anymore. And that's what they're essentially telling us in this indictment. 
and it's making some individuals not very happy. As Ted Cruz knew this was going to come out yesterday, and before it came out, made this statement on Fox News. And it certainly appears that we're going to see an indictment from the grand jury in Georgia that may well be coming out tonight. It could come within the next hour, and, and I, I don't know what's going to be in it. There are lots of rumors. There are allegations of, of RICO charges. We don't know what's in it, but, but, but you ask what my reaction is. I'm pissed. I'm pissed at these over and over and over again. If their indictments tonight will be the fourth indictment of Donald Trump, this is disgraceful. Our country is over 200 years old. We have never once indicted a former president or a candidate and a leading candidate for president. And this is Joe Biden and this is the Democrats weaponizing the justice system because they're afraid of the voters. This is disgraceful. It is wrong and it is an abuse of power by angry Democrats who have decided the rule of law does doesn't matter to them anymore. That again was audio from Fox News with Senator Ted Cruz, which, good, I'm glad you're showing your emotions. I am glad that we are finally seeing Republicans in elected office finally saying, you know what, something's not right here. Something's a little off. Something's not quite the way it's supposed to be. It's about time that elected officials, outside of just Trump supporters, the MAGA conservatives, the radical extremists in the party, the radical ones in the country, the the domestic terrorists that have been labeled by the Biden administration, that elected officials are finally saying this is not okay. The Department of Justice is completely corrupt. We're completely abusive. Well, I mean, the timing of this was ridiculous. The fact that they actually filed it right before midnight on Monday because they wanted to do it for the media for the early morning. So we start off the day right there. It brings up the question again of what type of news came out in the last couple of days regarding Hunter Biden that they didn't want us to know about because this always seems to be timed out quite appropriately uh, in lieu of new information regarding Hunter Biden and the Biden family as well. Now all of a sudden, breadcrumb number four with the indictment. My curiosity is why not indict him earlier? It's been three years. Now, I, I know it takes, quote unquote, time to do an investigation to put everything together. I get it. Lawyers take their time. They want to make sure it's lock and sealed. However, we're three years into this. If you didn't like Donald Trump challenging an election, then why are you doing it now, three years after, when he's running for president again? I find that personally quite ironic. Now, I know that what they probably had to do was, number one, build their case, which takes a little bit of time, but they also probably had to wait until the lawsuits were done from the Trump team, from Rudy Giuliani, from, uh, um, what, what was it, Lynn Woods, and some of the other lawsuits that were going on from the attorneys challenging, trying to show the evidence of what they found with the irregularities in the vote counts in Georgia and in Arizona and in Pennsylvania and some of these other states. They had to wait for those to be done. And I'm sure that these Democrats were throwing every possible mudslinging opportunity they could to try and shut down those lawsuits to make sure. So once those were all done, then they could say, aha, they couldn't prove anything. Now we can go after Donald Trump for the indictments and saying that he was trying to rig the election, trying to steal it, and he was trying to sabotage the Georgia elections. So the question is now, with the elected officials that are angry like Ted Cruz, what are you going to do about it? You're upset. The Department of Justice is completely corrupt. We're finally, finally starting to see a little bit of emotion here. What are you going to do to rectify the situation? What will you do to fix something like this? There's a really good piece out of Breitbart about some of the 11 takeaways of this indictment and what it all means. But I want to, if you have read it, it's very interesting. Highly encourage you to do so. I want to scroll down to part number seven here. 
because I told you at the very beginning that the reason we need to focus a little bit of time on this one compared to the other ones, and the reason why this one is so important and probably more important than any of the other indictments is because of this reason right here. Number seven on the point from Breitbart.com on the takeaways from this indictment. The indictment claims that political statements are, quote, acts in furtherance of conspiracy. Now, remember, they're going after Donald Trump for conspiracy to overthrow the election and challenging any type of election, which you're not allowed to do any longer. Once the state, meaning the government, tells you the election's over, you shut your face, you shut your mouth, you don't continue lawsuits, you don't try to challenge it, you don't ask questions, you say, yes, master government, and you go about your day. Here's what number seven says, according to Breitbart.com. The indictment cites ordinary political statements as if they were criminal acts. These include retweets urging people to contact public representatives, criticism of elected officials, claims that the Constitution allows the vice president to reject electoral college votes, and tweets by Donald Trump urging people to watch TV. Aides are also accused of crimes because they reserved rooms or asked for phone numbers. If you reach out to an elected official or encourage others to reach out to elected officials to say, hey, vote for this issue. Hey, question this that the government's doing. Hey, here's my input as the the one you're representing, as your constituent. I want you to do X, Y, and Z. That can be considered under this indictment and the way they had this worded as a further furtherance of an act of conspiracy. If you que- not only if you question it yourself and use social media, but if you contact your elected official to encourage them to do so as well, you're in the wrong. This is where the gauntlet's laid down. This is where the rubber meets the road. And this is where we need to take our stand because they're trying to silence anyone who ever tries to object to government at the end of the day. And that's pretty scary. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. By the way, if you hear me take random pauses, I am. it's allergy season, and I absolutely hate allergies. I'm starting my holistic remedy probably like today, or I started it a little bit last night, but today really I'm going to kick it into high gear. I'm on the constant verge of always feeling like I have to sneeze. Driving me nuts, man. I don't know how I'm going to survive. I'm going to die. I, although my wife does praise me because I don't get the man flu or I just act like a complete baby. We still have things to do. And by golly, it ain't going to slow us down and stop us because we have things to cover and discuss and talk about, which is what we're going to do here on the program. I want to read this to you again. Part of this indictment that uh, had tip to Breitbart.com reporting on this one. But part of the indictment, indictment number four, which Donald Trump did say that one more and he gets uh, to solidify the nomination for the Republican presidency. There's a new poll, by the way, out of New Hampshire that says that Donald Trump, even if he is in jail, that he should still run for president and that the majority of voters in New Hampshire will still vote for him and support him. 
if he's in jail, which right now it shows that really that's kind of the sentiment that we see from most of the Republican Party. This is only going to anger them more. Finally, we're starting to see emotions from elected officials like Ted Cruz saying that they're pissed off. Finally, we're starting to see elected officials realize how the corruption is going on in D.C. and we can't let it stand. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to just be like, oh, well, that stinks, and then go about our day? Or are we going to be like, hey, you know what? There's something seriously wrong here, and we are shutting down all political discourse and any type of opposition against the federal government. The socialist, communist, deep state, elitism movement is officially here, and they're trying to lock it in and solidify it for good to where it doesn't go anywhere else. We know that. Again, here's part of the indictment. The indictment cites ordinary political statements as if they were criminal acts. That includes retweets urging people to contact public representatives from Donald Trump, criticism of elected officials, claims that the Constitution allowed the vice president to reject electoral college votes, and tweets by Donald Trump urging people to watch TV. Aides are also accused of crimes because they reserved rooms or asked for phone numbers. So by criticizing any type of elected official, by challenging them to actually act or do something or ask questions or investigate, that apparently now is a furtherance of conspiracy, quote-unquote, from this indictment. And it doesn't just go to Donald Trump. That goes to anybody that was involved in January 6th. That involves anybody, essentially you, that has gone to the bar that has contacted your local official that has showed up at a town hall meeting and said, hey, can you please investigate this because this is very concerning. I don't know if you remember or not, or if you listened to the syndicated program on the weekend. We talked about a new law coming out of California with the school districts and the school boards that are trying to challenge some of the sexualization of the books that were in the classroom and the new law that's being placed down, or at least trying to be advanced in the state legislature in the state of California, that essentially said that if you question a school board member or challenge them or email them or show up to a school board meeting and challenge what they're doing based on a curriculum or if you're challenging them on, like, let's say, critical race theory or uh, the 1619 Project or any of these other ridiculous things that are going on in the classroom, the LGBTQ stuff or women's sports or whatever. If you go to a school board meeting, if you email them, If you contact them more than twice and the school board member feels very, very threatened or very offended or triggered or emotionally upset in some way, shape, or form, they can turn you in and you can get a $500 to $1,000 fine and up to a year in jail for harassing a school board member. In other words, just like what this says essentially, shut up, the government's in control, you're not allowed to question, you are not allowed to do anything about it. And if you if we do something that you don't like, you have to go along with it because you have no say. And the government is the end all be all. And how dare you question authority in any way, shape or form. It's happening in California at a local level for education. It's happening now at a nationwide level with him as the example, wanting to make that mockery an example out of him to make sure you don't step out of line against the authority of the government. This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason meets radio. This is the voice of reason 
with Andy Hoosier. Oh, look at that. Look at that. What a shocker. What did we say right at the very tip of the show? Oh, yeah, new indictment from Donald Trump. The question is now, what are they trying to stay away from and distract us from when it comes to the investigation on the Biden family? Because it's like clockwork, literally hours or a day at least after new news comes out from the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden investigation is when the new indictment comes out on Donald Trump. Headline from Breitbart, just like clockwork, four Trump indictments drop after four damning Biden business revelations. As now, apparently new information is arisen between the shenanigans that the elites, that the politicians, that the deep state, whatever you want to call them now, the Biden family has been working on it. And as more of that comes out, then I better drop this one. We need to hit this one right before midnight. So that way the news cycle early in the morning a.m. kicks right off with the fourth indictment from that evil, terrible, racist Donald Trump. By the way, I did enjoy one of the comments that's on the live stream right now. What's in the mailbox? Uh, As we talk about the uh, poll that shows New Hampshire voters, especially Republicans, saying that they would still rather have Donald Trump run even while he's in prison, which most of the Republican Party believes right now. Uh, One individual uh, listener, Jimmy, that's insane. Nobody in jail or prison should be allowed to run for president. I'm here to tell you right now he's not going to go go to prison. He's just not. I mean, even if he gets convicted on all this stuff, what's going to happen is that he will have a home arrest or something, but he will not go to jail because being a former president, he has Secret Service protection for life, and Secret Service will not let them out of their purview. It's not going to turn into a Jeffrey Epstein situation where he just randomly shows himself hanging in a cell or something weird. uh, His protection is their duty, and therefore he will not go to jail. Secret Service will protect him and not allow that to happen. So, But we've never been in this position before, so we don't know because no time in history have we ever seen a judicial system be so politicized to go after a political opponent because Democrats just don't want him to be in office again, and they don't want their authority to be questioned in any way, shape, or form. So uh, the fact that this is where we're at in today is a very scary, troubling time. But I don't see him ever going to jail, even if he does get convicted, which these are very, very weak cases, especially with the one saying, hey, if you even question at all, you're done. You're part of the conspiracy and you're going to be indicted. Even if you call or contact your elected officials, you're done. Over. Finito. Not allowed to. Not allowed to question the authority of the government because we are the government and we do what we want. Whatever. Whatever. I do what I want. I want to tell you about my friends over at Americans for Prosperity. America right now, as you know, is being held stagnant economically. Even though they say the economy is doing well, this false lie, these lying liars of lies, that are coming out of Washington of Bidenomics on how great things are and how much people are spending in the 13 million jobs it recreated post-COVID, which is the biggest laughable lie that we've ever heard in our entire life. We know that it's just not true. Right now we're battling a 15 to 20% inflation over the past three years under the Biden regime. 30% inflation on food alone. We can barely put food on our tables, and yet they're trying to tell us that somehow we're better off than post uh, in, before prior to Joe Biden. It's getting harder and harder just to buy the basic essentials, which is why Americans for Prosperity have launched their new nationwide massive campaign for the summer calling out Bidenomics for what it actually is, which is failed Biden economic policy. As the real fact checkers are here, and it's time to let people know what's really going on. Be part of the Bidenomics' is broken campaign by letting everyone uh, Good golly, if I can talk today. Uh, by letting everyone know that the truth of what's going on with the economy. 
whether it's knocking on doors, making phone calls, financially supporting the organization, or just talking to your family and friends and neighbors, it's time that we bring some truth, reason, and common sense back to the economy which is what's happening with Americans for Prosperity. They are the country's largest grassroots organization with chapters in every single state and over 4 million advocates nationwide. I got to tell you, conservative groups, man, we got the grassroots campaigning down better than anybody else, and it's pretty amazing to watch. For more information on how you can help this massive nationwide campaign for truth or for information to take the truth to the streets, just go to the information online at americansforprosperity.org, americansforprosperity.org. Plus, you can follow them on all of their social media at AFPHQ. Help reignite that American dream by calling out the failed Biden economic policy with Americans for Prosperity. As we wrap up this conversation with Donald Trump, again, I don't want to spend the entire show on it, but uh, just remember, this is probably the most dangerous indictment because We've seen the memes, we've seen the news stories before that they're really coming after us to try and impose. Donald Trump kind of shook up that system for a little bit, trying to rattle the cage for the establishment, the deep state, the ones doing the meetings behind the closed doors with the cigar-filled rooms and the scotch and trying to make the deals with Republicans and Democrats alike, trying to control our every behavior. And Donald Trump kind of shook up that cage, and they don't like that, and they're desperate to get back to business as normal. This is why they're coming after him. And if he goes down, whether you like him or not or want him to be president or not, doesn't matter at this time, and I'm not even advocating for him to be president. I'm just saying if he goes down in this manner, then he will be the martyr to conservatives, and this will be the proof positive that they want you to be silenced and they want their complete tyrannical control to dominate every aspect of your life, and you can never question the government again this is going to be like hunger games in real life man this is going to be shut up or else we eliminate you they're working with the social media they're working with the technology they're working with the artificial intelligence they're working constantly to find ways to come after you and that's what it's all about speaking of trying to silence people not allowing them to get any truth out we have to do this, man. I I, I have to. I can't hold it What's back. What's trending today? I can't hold this one back because this is kind of a fun one. And this also kind of falls into the weird news of the day as well. Weird news of the day. So why not? Let's go ahead and jump in. Anybody remember, show of hands, anybody remember the crazy plane lady? And by crazy, I mean the one who called out the shapeshifter who said there was a reptilian standing next to her on the airplane. And after she made that or after she said that and the videos went viral online, she just went MIA, man. She disappeared off the face of the earth. No one knew where the hell she's been. She has not commented on the issue in any way, shape, or form. She's back in the news. She made a tweet, a video tweet, and apologized for the action. I know, right? Apologized for the statement. This is what she said on her tweet. It's about two minutes long. Hi, everyone. It's me. Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plane lady, which is completely warranted. As you know, I have been unwilling to speak on the viral video, but I do finally feel that it's time. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions and that was not the case. My use of profanity was completely unnecessary and I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. Can't imagine going through that, 
and trying to explain to your kid what in the world just happened. We all have our bad moments, um, some far worse than others, and mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see multiple times. Sorry, trying not to sound like Minnie Mouse. Um, well, it has been really comical for everyone, um, and I have highly enjoyed so many of the memes. On the flip side, it is very invasive and unkind. And I don't know what I would do without the love and support of my friends and family. They are loyal to a fault and I don't know what I did to deserve them. Um, sorry y'all. I hope that I can use this experience and do a little bit of good in the world. And that is what I intend to do. I hope that you guys can accept my apology and I can begin to move on with my life. All right, that was her video on the Twitter. And again, that was a little bit long. It was about two minutes. But Tiffany Gomez, the quote-unquote crazy plane lady who freaked out about, what, about a year or so ago and claimed that there was a shapeshifter next to her, that that person is not human and just freaked out on the plane. We've never seen the video of the actual person. We've never seen a picture of the actual person. We have no clue who that person actually is. All we know is that she freaked out and said that there is a shapeshifter or a reptilian or something weird next to her, and that person is not human. Then a year later, after all the memes, after all the cartoons, after all the videos, after all the commentary, after everything, she comes out with this two-minute video and posts it on X or Tweety, and this is what she says as well, I apologize and take accountability for my actions. They were uncalled for. My very worst moment was captured on video. Although the memes have been amusing, the flip side has been cruel. I'm thankful for my friends and family for supporting me through this. This experience has been life-altering, and I hope to do good from it and promote positive mental health. Stay tuned. TiffanyGomez.com. Hashtag TiffanyGomez. Hashtag stay tuned. Now, I went to the website, and it's just a website that just has this video on it as well. Um, I got to admit, I'm not believing it. Not, not believing it. Put on the conspiratorial hat for just a moment here. You can say that maybe she's just saying I had a mental break and that uh, I'm cleaning myself up and that I'm going to do mental health awareness here. But she really doesn't even say that. She just apologized for her actions and now focuses on mental health awareness. Uh, come on, man. Come on. They got to her. You know it. I know it. We all just have to admit it. They got to her. We had the men in black or the suits or the FBI or the CIA or whatever deep state government agency come to her and say, hey, we need to kill this story. We need to make this go away. You had a mental break. You had an emotional reaction and you're going to apologize for it. We're going to put this at bay. We can't let people know what's really going on here. Come on. You know it. I know it. Again, while all the information's coming out regarding UFOs, ETs and all the extraterrestrial stuff with the government. Then she comes out and's like, yeah, no, sorry, I just had a mental break. I don't believe it. If that were the case, why didn't she come out and say that right away? Like immediately after it happened. Sorry, guys. I needed some help. I had a break. My bad. No, you wait. This was forced. I know it and I feel it. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. Boy, oh boy, did the show fly right on by today. Holy cow. I thought we just got started. I thought we were just starting the program, but oh no. By the way, Dr. Doug Newton, obviously not able to make it on the program today. He was tied up with some other stuff. Not to worry. We'll continue our health week coverage, our salute to health on The Voice Reason throughout this entire week. We'll continue that tomorrow in the next couple of days. I am excited because we have some really awesome doctors and guests coming on the show later on throughout this week. On Friday, we have the National Kratom Association, as there's a lot of legislation right now trying to go after Kratom. Mrs. Voice of Reason with Who's Your Health will also be on to talk about uh, some health tips and some tricks for you to try and boost your immunity, especially going into flu and cold season and allergy season, which is what I'm on right now, trying to get this remedy going because my allergies are getting ridiculous. I thought I always think I can handle it. And then I get to the point where I'm like, I can't do it anymore. And then she gets really mad because she's like, we totally could have done some preventative measures. Nonetheless, uh, excited for some of those really great health tips. And we'll talk about that with our continued coverage of our national uh, week of uh, health. We're all going to die because of you. And our salute to health throughout this week. So we'll continue that on. We'll get Dr. Doug Newton on possibly tomorrow, along with some other cool stuff as well. As we talk about the government trying to silence, trying to censor, trying to control it seems like they're taking it to the next level. Now, if you remember all the way back when during Bernie Sanders' run for the presidency in this last election, he said that his goal was to complete the FDR agenda. He wanted to finalize socialism in the nation. Now, we already have it. Let's be honest. There's not a single thing, and I still ask you, one singular thing that you can do or buy in this nation that is not regulated or taxed or controlled by the government in some type of bureaucratic agency in some way, shape, or form. Anything that you can buy or do in this country where you can't get license, where you have to get a license for it, or a permit, or application, or something. You can't start a business. You can't buy any clothes. You can't buy food. You can't buy resources and tools. You can't buy a microphone for crying out loud. You can't buy anything unless it's approved with a stamp of approval, either licensed or taxed or regulated or controlled by the federal government in some way, shape, or form. There's nothing. So, therefore, we no longer live in a free free market, laissez-faire capitalist society. We no longer live in an actual free nation, but we have the persona of it. And we still, as long as we just, the peasants, go along about our day and just live our lives and go and work all day on 9 to 5 or 9 to 9 because, you know, that's what we have to do nowadays under the Biden Inflation Act. And we come home and try to put food on our table. As long as we do that, then... We're just happy as a clam. Younger generations don't really care. Just let me do my thing, man, and you just go off and do your own thing. Because now the next question is, how do we finally bring the emotion out to start solving the issues? And I mean bringing the emotion out by waking people up enough to get angry enough to not only go out and vote, but to actively, not physically, but actively try and counter what the federal government's doing. I'm not advocating for physical civil war here. What we are advocating for is, hey, we're recognizing now that we have the most corrupt government that we ever had in our entire life, and it's only getting worse. And finally, finally, we're seeing politicians stand up and say, yeah, this is not okay, and we need to stop some of this stuff because it's uncalled for. But you ask what my reaction is? I'm pissed. I'm pissed at these over and over and over again. If their indictments tonight, it'll be the fourth indictment of Donald Trump. That was Ted Cruz on Fox yesterday, right before the indictment actually came out. He's pissed. Cool. What are we going to do about it? Because these indictments go beyond Donald Trump while they try to lock him up for like 700 years, which again isn't going to happen. But uh, theoretically, that's what they're trying to go after. 
The question is, how are we going to stop that from happening with him not breaking the law? And number two, how are they? How are we going to stop them from coming after you and coming after us? Because that's exactly what they're trying to do as well. These indictments claim that if you even talk about it, if you question it, if you go after officials, if you question officials, if you question what the government's doing, then you are furthering conspiracy and you're just as much at fault. California is doing it with the school system. They're doing it with the electoral system. Pretty soon, the entire education system across the nation and every election will be completely rigged and you will have no say or no way to question it or do anything about it because then you will be a conspirator as well. And you're one of those radicals. You are an election denier. You're one of those conspiracy theorists, even though Democrats have questioned it for time and time and time again. In fact, they've done it over 150 times, according to Breitbart. There's been numerous different ones over the past years of Democrats challenging elections big time. Remember 2001? Remember Al Gore? Remember the five recounts we did in the state of Florida? No, no. If that were today, and it was George Bush that would have questioned it, he would have been the conspirator as well, challenging the authorita of the Democrats. We're not going to let it happen, though, and it seems a little silly for them to go after such ridiculousness. And it's obvious with how political this has turned out to be. Podcast going up in just a little bit. We're back at it again tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.